The Interrobank podcast is brought to you by Simply Financial. Flex on your ex-bank with up to $700 from Simply Financial. Visit simply.com today. Conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Interrobank podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Theodore. And I love your skirt. Where'd you get it? Back to the Interrobang podcast. It is genuinely so nice to be back hosting. Shout out to Ben for stepping in these past few weeks. We've got a very special episode coming up, but first, here's a look at what's making news this week at Fanshawe. Although it is not mandatory, Fanshawe is now encouraging masks to be worn on campus. The decision was made alongside the MLHU to protect the pediatric population. There has been a rise in flu and respiratory viruses in children under five, causing more children in hospitals in Ontario. Fanshawe is also reminding everyone who comes on campus to do regular COVID screenings and stay home if you feel unwell. The Ontario government is providing over $10 million to help MyTax jumpstart post-secondary students' careers. MyTax is a nonprofit organization that builds partnerships between industries and post-secondary institutions. The $10 million will create 2,700 paid internships for students, giving them the skills they will need for in-demand jobs after they graduate. Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella is now playing at the Palace Theatre on Dundas Street. It will continue until December 4th. The show is being put on through a partnership between London Community Players and Musical Theatre Productions. To hear from the director and how they modernized the play, you can visit our website. Now, if you're anything like me, you might already be thinking about the holidays. We're getting close to the end of November, exactly a month away from Christmas Eve on the day that I'm recording this. So you're probably already thinking about holiday shopping. And if you're also like me, you might be thinking about how to avoid holiday shopping this year, or at least change the way we think about it. I'm already having conversations with my family about how we can spend less this year and really just hone in on gift giving for the sake of gift giving instead of worrying about expensive things that people might really want. Just focusing on the fun and the giving aspect of the season because nobody needs to be breaking their banks right now. Obviously prices are just out of control and I know I wouldn't want it on my conscience that someone was spending, you know, ridiculous amounts of money on me at a time like this. Now, if you were paying attention on campus this week, there was actually an alternative, like right here in the FSU building, right outside my office. This was a pop-up shop that the students in the fashion, marketing, and management program put on every year. It's called The Story. This is a 13-year collaboration between Fanshawe and Goodwill Industries. Students work for months on this project at all levels, whether that's marketing, social media, running the online shop, or working in sales and retail. They go out to these Goodwill stores and they handpick these beautiful, gently worn items of clothing and knickknacks for your home and sell them on campus at a reasonable price and also on their online store at livechic.ca. All the money raised from the shop goes towards scholarships for students and overall, the story sends a message about sustainability in fashion. 
I have some of the students that worked on the project on the show today, and we're gonna hear more about what goes into this amazing pop-up, why it's been so long-standing for the past 13 years, and how it's become a fixture on campus. Daniela Medina, Garima Bandari, and Miles Adams, welcome to the Interrobang podcast. Hi. Thank you all so much for joining me. Uh, we're here today to chat a little bit about the story, this annual pop-up shop event that's been held now for like 13 years here at the college. Um, so for anyone who may be unfamiliar, what is the story? What is this project? What does it entail? And let's maybe start with uh, Interrobang contributor, Daniela Medina. <laughs> So this story started out a few years back with a partnership with Goodwill. Um, the idea was to give students more of a real life opportunity to really put together an event. Um, we also wanted to give back in a way and we wanted to, the reason the name is the story is because um, we want to let everyone know that there is a story for everything. So Goodwill, of course, they help a lot of people in need and that's definitely something that we care a lot about so we wanted to highlight that as well with the name of the pop-up um so the students get to create a pop-up event every year we go to goodwill we pick out items that we think will target the faculty and students and anyone that comes into the pop-up so we have a very wide target um and then we separate into teams and then we have all the committees who do like marketing for social medias then we have shop design that is us and then we have merchandise and also shopify all committees just grouped together to share and make awareness of our story. This is something like I was saying, like we see this every year. It's been going on for 13 years now. You guys are in like second year or. Okay. So like, how much did you know about this project? It's obviously like something I feel like most students know is going to happen. It's always such a huge success. Like was there pressure going into it when you kind of kick things off? I'm going to make my input. I definitely felt as it was a uh, learning experience. Um, with COVID recently just happening, I'm not sure if we're over it, but that was definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. Unsure of many awareness being spread during COVID of this story pop up and continuing, people weren't sure. But it was definitely a learning experience because I myself, as a second year, being a first year last year, I was not familiar with exactly the story and the pop up because I wasn't able to be there in person to. Uh, experience it right mm-hmm. so coming into it uh my teacher deb Chodajod, explaining the story and okay this is gonna happen but you know we're hearing about it we haven't seen it so it's hard to put together an idea and honestly we've came a long way and i think everybody is generally happy and excited with the outcome and the production the teams and the committees mm-hmm. so i definitely think it was a learning experience for myself miles yeah i think like even after knowing what our tasks were were and like what each person was doing, I feel like you never really know what you're what's act how it's actually gonna work out until you're mm-hmm. actually doing it. Um, obviously, we had like a, a little bit of a summary of everything that had to get done, but once you're in it and you're trying to get everything done, it's like oh my god, we're we are like a week or two away. We need to get all this done, and yeah. so yeah, it, it was definitely a lot of um, more than we expected, but it's very re- rewarding as well. And as you asked that, uh, was there a pressure? Yes, definitely there was a pressure on us because we wanted to make this show ahead. Like Mm -hmm. we wanted that everybody should come here, purchase from us. Like even if they don't, just promote us. Yeah, deliver the best customer experience, right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to like the actual shop design team, like what did that particular committee 
work on? What did that involve for you guys? So if you were here in person, you would see the table fixtures that we handmade and worked with our teacher who's a faculty here at the uh, school. His name is Drew. Mm-hmm. He uh, handmade fixtures and he cut out wooden fixtures that we painted ourselves. We picked the colors. Garma, uh, she went to, what was it? It was Home Depot. Home Depot. And we picked out awesome 70s colors that would pop to, uh, to relate to our theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, we designed our fixtures, colored them. We worked with signages. Uh, we made the story pop up. I don't know if you've seen a picture of it as yet. I've been I've been down there. I'm wearing a shirt from you guys oh, right now. Really? <laughs> really? Okay, okay, okay. Thank you for the support. Yeah, oh, of course. Did. Every year, every year, if I can. I think we did an awesome job with our signage. That one was definitely a challenge because uh, it being front and backwards, so two-faced, there had to be a lot of, um, what is it? Adjustments. Adjustments, for sure. And finding out what is right, what is not, so... It was definitely a challenge. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of little things that go into designing the pop-up that you keep changing it and yeah. trying to make it work out. Like for the signage, we wanted it to be hanging. And then there was the issue of the weight and like the items that we were using. And there's just a lot, even with like the lighting. Okay, can we find like battery uh, and signage that is going to light up? A lot of problem solving. Mm-hmm. And even with the picking out like the colors and the shapes, like, uh, there's some research also going behind that like the table is not just any shape like we had to go back and look at the research that we were doing and see like all the 70s inspired tables try to look at uh, furniture that was very popular back in the day as well and like the colors and everything the bubblegum machine <laughs> and, and the layout because without layout you cannot plan yeah, the pop-up yeah yeah going yeah. forward our first step was just to me- make measurements of the space and go and forward by yeah. that right yeah. mm-hmm. but everything got placed in neatly perfectly as we uh illustrated so although we had a lot of um problem solving the illustration that we had originally is on the floor and that's what we're proud of mostly mm-hmm. yeah. as a shop design the media committee i think we definitely uh overachieved and mm-hmm. accomplished what we wanted so yeah. we're happy yeah. good i can i can see like in your faces like you guys should be so proud truly and the space you're in too is so nice to have it um, like here in the FSU building with all those windows around. Like it's very comforting and like nice to walk through the space, yeah. truly. Big thanks to the uh, weather and the sunlight for shining through the perfect, <laughs> right? You know, that's booming. Yeah, um, even even that uh, location. So in the past years, they've been doing it in the art gallery and age building. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, our class decided to go the extra mile Step. with the effort. Yeah. yeah, we committed to bringing it to the Oasis because we would experience a lot of traffic, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's just a lot more. The students here. with the uh, food and beverages being downstairs is very convenient. And there's a fashion pop-up store right above you. So come and visit, right? So yeah. that definitely will be planned for that space. And yeah. The windows too, of course. Um, it was like a big thing having a big spacious open window that would anyone from the residences can just like look right in and look be like, Oh, what's happening there and just come shop even if you don't know about it. So yeah. every night we're taking everything down, putting it back out. So that's an extra effort that we decided to make just for more foot traffic, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. So much thought put into it. So when did work actually start? Because this is like a full term worth of preparation right 
Yeah. Talk me through that, Karima. Like, when did you start like planning these types of things? On very first day when Deb told us that uh, we are going to uh, do a uh, pop-up. So we were like, okay. And then uh, she told us like, uh, do you want to divide us in, uh, do you divide yourself in your in specific teams? Like, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. So me, Daniela and Miles were already like in our mind, we're like, we're going to do the shop design. So from then it started, like we started thinking about it, like how we're going to do it. Like then we put like, the class if it was like uh we're gonna do 1970s theme mm-hmm. so all the different committees discussed and planned uh creatively and organized to create and put everything just together right as okay. a committee uh but like garama said we started off instantly like from the first day dub told us and made us aware of like the time she definitely was on us on time this time this b14 this is gonna happen we should uh, adjust and definitely use our time wisely. So I think every committee uh, definitely took time out of their personal time outside of class and came in and worked on things that needed to be worked on outside of class time, right? So yeah. we definitely had a couple of weeks to get thinking of what we wanted, the where we wanted to be placed. But once all of the um, all of that was done, we got right to work and we've been working on it for weeks now. So yeah. it's been mostly like. And so on tagging, painting, uh, cutting, decorating, just every everything has been just crazy the past few weeks. Hectic. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the the fashions, like the actual fashion here. And did you guys get to go on those Goodwill trips and help pick out pieces as well? Were you part of that? Yes, we were. Yeah. Awesome. So you mentioned this like 1970s theme, like what were you looking for? What was sticking out to you when you were walking through Good Goodwill and finding those pieces? Like what what for you was like signifying that like 1970s look? The uh the trends, so definitely flare pants or colors that uh popped for sure. Mm. Velvet, I would say. Velvet. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh yeah, I saw a great like velvet blazer there. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think kind of going back to just how popular has become mostly after quarantine, just thrifting and finding vintage pieces. I think that's why all of us were leaning more towards like a vintage theme. And just because it's been so popular lately and it's something you can really find at thrift stores, like it's crazy because a lot of people, obviously that's another thing that we want to encourage. Like a lot of people go on fast fashion websites and they shop all these items, which of course, like that's sometimes the only choice that some people have, which um, we understand, but sometimes you can also easily find these amazing items that are unique and vintage and sustainable and, and sustainable. Mm-hmm. And we can bring them here and, and you don't even have to go and select them yourself. We can like go and handpick them and see what we think would sell best and bring it here. And you can, all you have to do is look kind of like going into a retail store instead of it being just fast fashion. It's like handpicked by all of us, which is great. Yeah. 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 You guys do it's the hard cool. part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, were y'all big thrifters like prior to this or did you learn anything about thrifting through this process originally I would say for myself personally I was in and out with thrifting I'm not that much of a fan but definitely when I go thrifting that goodwill and I see an awesome piece that it catches my eye instantly I'm like oh my goodness vintage I love that thrifting mm-hmm. is awesome right <laughs> but it's definitely overwhelming for people that are not familiar with thrifting I definitely recommend taking the time and getting out there and getting involved with thrifting especially for college students since it's a uh, low cost and definitely want to uh, encourage again sustainability right 
I would say I was um, a big thrifter. I, I still am. I always like looking for those pieces that maybe not everyone has. And it also has a little bit of a story, right? Kind of mm -hmm. like our name, the story, everything <laughs> has a story. It goes back to something. Um, a challenge that I definitely face, of course, when I go thrifting, I look for things that I like, that I think suits me. But this is not just something that I like. You have to think of, okay, what is an older demographic going to like? What is faculty going to like? What are students going to like? What is anyone who comes into the shop that I like is not just whatever we like, it's what our demographics would like. So I think definitely thinking of other people and other styles and other generations was something challenging, but I think we did a good job. And with me, the thrift, uh, like I don't do thrifting that much, but to be honest with you, like if something catches my, I'll buy it. It's, it's this with me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, I think that willingness to like take the time, like you were kind of saying, Miles, to like Cause you do, it, it can be overwhelming. You have to like really commit yourself or you can come to the story where, like I said, someone's done all the hard work for you. <laughs> yeah. All I these think, awesome yeah. things. I think people sometimes, like you always find those great hauls on TikTok of people being like, what I thrifted. And like, I've seen some people saying like, it's not always, like, I don't always find this many great items. Like this was probably like five trips to the thrift store that I was able to find these great things. So obviously it just takes a lot of patience to yeah. be able to find the great pieces. But if you're dedicated to it, you can definitely find some great stuff. Definitely. Now it's just yeah. cool. Yeah, 100%. And tonight the actual people will get a chance to kind of see that at the sort of showcase aspect of the project, which is tonight. So what can yes. people expect from that? Next tonight, you can uh, always... Uh, Tonight, what we are doing is we are planning a fashion show from 6 to 8, right? So uh, what you can take away from it, like how do you want to style your clothes? How are we going to style people, right? And obviously, there's free drinks and pop for you guys if you are going to come visit. And there, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of um, things happening. We have a raffle, uh, Blackfly, they donated some stuff to us for the, for the raffle as well. We're going to, I think we're going to be styling a bunch of pieces, which is great. I think people are going to be able to see not just what's on the rack, but kind of how you can take something that you might be like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this and then end up incorporating into an mm -hmm. outfit really yeah. well. We're going to have hair and makeup, which is going to be very fun. Music, food, just a lot of good energy. Yeah. That's definitely something that they can expect. To mm -hmm. uh, expand on the fashion show, uh, what you can directly take away from the fashion show is our creativity. Um, for people who have an eye for fashion or are interested, you can definitely learn and look at our, our models who are modeling what we put together. They can learn, oh, color coordinated items, right? That goes well. Or, you know, doing something drastic, going from a beautiful pink top to an ugly green, you know, that pops out. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, creativity, you play with what you like and you add that to your personality and that's how you learn fashion. That's how you make yourself you know, a story behind yourself and what's on your body, right? Yeah, I, I guess. definitely keep an open mind. Yeah, like sometimes yeah. you'll see an ugly green yeah, color, yeah, like yeah. Miles was saying, <laughs> and then you never know like how you can style and actually make it look cool yeah. and something that you actually also, like. Also, sorry, to raise uh, awareness of our gender neutral clothing, how mm -hmm. a man can throw on a women's top and, oh my goodness, that's popping, right? Or <laughs> a lady come on and throw on an oversized bummer man's coat that's that's popping right so you know yeah. play with it that's what we want to um bring to our fashion our fashion our fashion how do i say creativity just being open-minded yeah. yeah. just having an open mind and anything 
honestly, anything, having an open mind with anything always goes a long way. So ultimately, guys, what do you hope that people will take away from the message of the story? We've talked a lot about the sustainability aspect, but there is also this part of it where all the money from sales goes back to scholarships for students, right? So there are a lot of amazing messages here. So what do you hope people will take away? For our fashion program, uh, Deb and I, and as a class, we want to, we want our audience to be aware of the fashion industry. Like I said, like you said, the sustainability, how fashion is definitely playing a huge role in that. Many people, they're not fashion interested. They're focused on things like welding or construction. You know, those demographic of people that are not familiar with what's going on in our story, our world. So we definitely just want to raise awareness of that broad aspect of what goes into fashion exactly. Um, I think in terms of the the charity and going back to students, a lot of times, like, of course, we're doing this program and it's been great, but we're about to graduate and it's like, what now? Like, what's going to happen? And I think sometimes that part of the experience is forgotten, like what's going to happen after you're done, because they give you so much support here, but they're also now doing something to support us afterwards. Like, we need that help because once you go out into the industry, it's not as easy as it may seem. So having that little extra help and finding ways to give back to people is always just amazing. You never really know who has the resources, what they're going through, what's going to happen afterwards. So I think bringing awareness to giving back to the community is, is great. I think people have a mindset that uh, only the new clothes uh, gonna like going to make them feel better, like uh, make them look better. So, mm-hmm. From this fashion show, they'll know that we can always thrift and like look better, like look good. So it's not not always the new clothes that that gonna make you look beautiful. Yeah. It's a wrong, that's a wrong ideology, I think. Supporting secondhand companies like Goodwill is also just amazing. Like yeah. I I hope people, like I feel like people sometimes don't realize and since thrifting has become so popular, it's not just going in and finding pieces. Like a lot of people who need help, like a lot of the homelessness community can go into goodwill and just ask for a blanket like mostly now that it's getting cold i think it's important to remember like we might be going through something but so is everyone else um helping out and supporting these organizations that really give back to the people that need it the most is incredibly important even even if it's just a blanket that that goes a huge lot like an amazing way for a lot of people who need it like a blanket in the winter can really change someone's life everybody has an unheard story and we are just trying to make our story heard awesome you guys have so much fun at the show tonight and best of luck i hope you all get shining grades for all of your hard work because uh the shop looks amazing and thank you so much for coming on the show today thank Thank you you. awesome host hey Thank you for listening to another episode of the Interrobang podcast. As always, you can catch up with every episode on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to pick up the latest copy of Interrobang on newsstands at Fanshawe and Western right now. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all things Fanshawe. For the Interrobang, I'm Hannah Theodore. The Interrobang podcast is brought to you by Simply Financial. Flex on your ex-bank with up to $700 from Simply Financial. Visit simply.com today. Conditions apply.